What's up, boys? Welcome to week four. This is Vince, your host. We've got Dan Dan. We've got Gabe, two very special guests. What's up, guys? What's, hey, what's up? up? Beautiful. How are both you all doing tonight as Dan cracks another one? A little pumpkin brew. Tonight's episode is sponsored by Elysian Brewery. What's that nice little picture of some hops on there? It looks great. It looks like Get yourself some dust. Elysium Space Dust IPA. Space Dust. Do you know why? Because I'm a star who beat Vince this week. At least I feel like a star. Yeah, you certainly are a star. You are the ultimate troll. And that actually leads us into a very nice um, discussion of week three. Dan, you took the big matchup. You took me down. You were 0-2. Uh, you came off a huge trade. How are you feeling? I mean, you've been bugging me all week, but how are you really feeling? I have mixed feelings about it. Because on the one hand, I won and I beat you. On the other hand, it was embarrassingly ugly. Sure was ugly. I mean, I think I was saying, you know, you, you can't win any game if you don't cross 100. You barely crossed 100 at 103. Uh, tell me a little bit about your team. What was so ugly about it? Why didn't you like it? Cooper Cup went off. Yeah, so the two players that went off happen to have been just acquired in a trade from Alex. So I feel very much like a big kid gave me some tools and I used those tools and won a game on accident with freaking Allen on the bench. Yeah. I played Mr. Daniel. I was judging by their matchups. I thought the Falcons were going to be an easier opponent. The average point scored by Mr. Daniel was higher than Mr. Allen. And so I thought I was making a wise decision. And to be honest, I was thinking, oh man, he's going to outscore Allen. And I'm going to tell everyone, see, see. <laughs> I and even told you, funny. I was like, there's no way. I don't even know. I mean, it would have really screwed me over. Um, but you probably would have went from what, where you currently are in 10th to like sixth because I think you'd have, you know, another 40 point or another 25 points or so. So you certainly lost some well. stuff on the table. If I had Moss played, that would have been some more points too, because I didn't have a whole lot of scoring in the meat of my team either. So yeah, I left a lot of points on the table or on the bench. You sure did. I mean, you look at my team, right? I left like no points on the table, which is tough, <laughs> right? My bench didn't do anything. Obviously my number one whiteout. 0.3 points. He got hurt. He's going to probably be out for a couple of weeks. Um, Kyler Murray, we're used to him putting up 40 points. He only put up 18. You know, it's hard to, it's hard to hate on that, but uh, when it's a race to hundred, 110 um, and a couple of your really good players have off weeks, it's tough. Tyler Lockett didn't play like he normally does. Um, Trey Sermon, I was pretty pumped about. He got in the end zone. I was like kind of shocked that happened just based on the way the Niners were playing. He was starting out slow, negative points for a while. Yeah. Yeah. So super scary there. Um, you obviously got the dub. You're one and two tied with, you know, four or five of us. Gabe, any thoughts before we move on to our next matchup? No, man. I thought maybe you could talk a little bit about, is there some bad mojo? I know going into this week, last week on the pod, you were talking about how you were just super relaxed about going into this week. Matt Dolan called this the biggest spread of the whole week. Is, is there something to that? Is it the weeks that we think are just locks that we get boned? It's got, I, I think it is. It's just, 
I don't know what it is, but I agree with you. Every time there's a, a really hyped matchup, it seems to go the other direction. We did it two weeks ago with Tommy and I. This week with Dan and I. It'll be interesting to see who that matchup is for week four. But I think you might be on to something. I've got a question for both of you before we get on in the next matchups. I'm curious, in your opinions, step into the mind of Mr. Alex. He's thinking, you know, I really want some of Dan's players. He first proposes off, a was, trade. That was the first mistake. <laughs> I don't even know who he proposed at first. I just rejected it because it came from Alex. And I'm like, uh, 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 fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, shame on me again. <clears throat> so there was no way I was accepting a trade. And then he's like, hey, man, what will it take? Pick any wide receiver and then someone on my bench. And I'm like, all right, give me cup. And then he accepted the trade. So get in his head. What do you think he was thinking when he made this trade? Desperate. Desperation. Was it well, certainly cheer. Uh, I think it was desperation. Now think back. Alex has never been in the bottom half of our league. He's a mainstay at the top. And I think he saw 0-3 staring down the, ba- the barrel and was like, oh, shit, I need to do something. And I need to do something fast. Yeah, I'll second that. I don't think there was any affirmative action or anything going on here. I think well-deserved trade. Uh, I think he just wasn't thinking it through, man. Oh, you think Alex lost out on it? I think Alex lost out on a little bit. See, he's taking the long-term gamble, though, because it could be that in four weeks, all of a sudden, Saquon and Taylor go berserk. And then he's saying, see, I told you so to all of us. But even with that risk, I could not afford to wait the long game to see if these seeds would sprout in a month. You know, you, I needed need, immediate points. Yeah, you needed to play the short game and it worked out in your favor. I mean, I was just listening to a podcast. I'm not even sure Saquon's healthy. And I said this last week, right? I think right. he's still hurt. Um, so the fact that he put up 15 points, um, you know, I, don't, I just don't trust that he is in a good spot to consistently put up good points. Now, Taylor, on the other hand, is kind of an interesting case. Um, he's got Carson Wentz throwing the rock, and I know he's been hurt. Taylor's gotten off to a really slow start. Um, but, but I think we can talk a little bit more about Alex's team and obviously Gabe's team. Gabe, Alex beat you by two points. I hate you guys, man. Do you, I was listening to the pod. And I believe both of you guys said it will be a two-point game. I think even you might have said a one-and-a-half-point game, which it was about one-and-a-half points. So I I don't know how you guys can fluctuate going from going super relaxed against playing Dan to, oh, this is just dead on, nailing it. Wildly inconsistent. Yeah. But very accurate in one of those games. Consistently inconsistent. It's impressive. Yeah, you fire enough shots, one of them's got to hit, right? (laughs) Exactly. Now, talk to me a little bit about your team, right? Jalen Hurts pretty much hit his projection on the nose. Austin Eckler played well. David Montgomery is a great back, and I think I was giving you a hard time about him early. The Bears are just terrible, right? And they couldn't get anything going on the ground. What are your initial thoughts? You know, I think this team could play a lot better. It, the Montgomery thing kills me because of just fields was suffering what was he sacked eight times that game eight, nine 68 times. yards i mean i think he threw you'll love this dan he threw two more yards than justin tucker's game-winning kick yeah there's just how, how do you do that man I've, I've never seen a team like 
implode as poorly as they did. And I get it. Rookie quarterback coming in, wasn't expecting to just start until just a few days before, but they imploded, man. Fire Matt Nagy. Fire Matt Nagy. Get rid of the McCaskies. Just burn it all down. <laughs> McCaskies are the owners, Dan. You mean the governors? No, exactly <laughs> right. The old white people. Exactly right. Um, Alexander Madison. What a pickup. I had him for a couple weeks. You ended up having him when Dalvin Cook went down. How'd you end up with him? He was just sitting on the pickup list, bro. He just, and I was surprised because this is one of those leagues that they're like, especially in this league, you get like people like Matt DeFrancisco who shit on Dalvin Cook, even though he's been mostly healthy for three years. He talks about how injury prone he is. And so I was surprised. I'm like, well, shoot, he's still questionable. Let me just go see if Madison's there. Surprise, surprise. Nobody had him, man. Wow. Big, big L to everybody. That was an easy pickup. I mean, 17 points ended up pretty damn well big l speaking of big l's this is probably gonna hurt you right there in the chest game monday night football how you feeling buddy um now that the sobriety's kicked in i feel kind of like at a low point i don't know we'll dan, we'll see dan, what happens dan which which level of like depression is he on isn't there like stages the stages of grief yeah 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 I'm sure that in the middle of the game, he was going through the denial. No, this isn't happening. This isn't happening. They'll turn it around. Probably went to anger, you know, snapped at his wife, kicked a dog. She's yeah. like, what is wrong with you? Like, nothing, <laughs> nothing. And then he went to bargaining and he's like, please, God, please, please let them win. I mean, I usually start with bargaining before it even goes south. Before but, the uh, kickoff. <laughs> yeah. Then I get to just whatever the rationalization of like, hey, all right, you guys, you guys are ass right now, but what if you throw 20 yards for me, Jalen Hurts, and I can beat Alex? Wouldn't that, that be really cool? really close. Uh, and then he says, no, I'm just going to throw it out or run and pick up two yards instead of the 19 yards I needed to win. Yeah, that's where the depression comes in. The next stage, you realize what's happening. Eventually, hopefully, hopefully it'll lead to acceptance, but I don't think so. Play. There's no acceptance in this league. <laughs> No, just you constant just, depression. You bounce back, <laughs> and then you just hope that players get injured. That's how you you cope. I'm personally sick of these Monday night. Like I would love to be leading a matchup going into Monday night, and like just watch Monday night football and enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst. I had accepted defeat, and I went into Monday just like I'll watch the Cowboys. Maybe Zeke will be fun to watch. Oh, Did not I hate see that you. coming. Oh, you suck. Maybe this will be fun to watch. Wow. It was very fun to watch. Speaking of... I was listening to that AM radio on the way home. I saw that. That was a pretty funny video. That was pretty good. Speaking of fun to watch, Matt Dolan just took a giant dump all over Matt DeFrancisco. Like a real big dump. 151, 82 to 84.9. DeFran has fallen to one and two in ninth place. And Matt has taken the top spot in the NFFL at two and one. Initial thoughts, either of you, on these two teams. Bro, Gronk had a down week, and I think Matt might have set a, close to a new scoring record if Eagles didn't play Cowboys and Miles Sanders got more than two carries and Gronk was catching balls like he did the last few games. Uh, 
Matt Dolan could have gone crazy. Everything that I look at on Matt DeFrancisco's team is it, it's a big old LOL when your defense outscores the rest of your team and it's under 20 points, Ooh. something's wrong. Gosh, you got DeAndre Hopkins, Chris Carson, Aaron Jones, Teddy Bridgewater. He's playing. It's just, oh, he could have started Kirk Cousins. Yeah, it's tough. He's in, a, he's in a tough spot. I don't know how you write the ship here. I really don't. You You're one of those Alex five people trades. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you said trade for some good players? Yeah, you just got to trade Alex like five people and you'll be you'll be back on track. Right. Yeah. Get a little loan from Alex. Alone. Yeah, Robbie Anderson, 0.8 points. Yikes. I mean, uh, Dolan was firing on all cylinders. <clears throat> Antonio Gibson in a trade, didn't he? Miles Sanders. I think the big question is, does Derrick Henry like keep up this pace? Right. I think we see from Derrick Henry, like over the past few years, really slow starts, turns it on in the second half. Is he peaking too early? It's possible. I mean, last year he really took a downhill in the playoffs when everybody realizes you stop the run, you stop the offense. Right. Who knows if that'll be different this year with both Brown and Jones. I don't know if that'll switch up anything that'll help Henry later in the season, but I guess we'll find out. Yeah. And you got a point there. And then Devonte Adams, Jamar Chase. I mean, these are looking like a couple of the best whiteouts in the league. Jamar Chase is a rookie out of LSU. Um, sounds like he can actually catch the ball. Uh, despite, despite what happened in the off season or the preseason. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Yeah. Preseason stressful to watch, man. You see players that, look like they'll just be out of this world that won't even touch the ball during the season or the inverse where Jamar Chase drops what was it, like six passes over two games and and now goes off there's like this level of player in fantasy football that like watches preseason and they'll judge their whole like season off of that or they'll watch hard knocks and they'll be like damn that one dude in hard knocks he was funny as shit dude and look at how well he runs the ball definitely drafting him way higher than he should be so this is just one of those things man where preseason or like those shows anything about the nfl will lie to you going into it and i think that's clear case right here man jamar chase is the real deal i think vince was talking about this recently on the podcast how you you draft and you tend to hold on to the people whose name you like you know the brand of the player you know, you hang on to them and you're nostalgia for them. And I'm sure that's a big part of it preseason. You're so thirsty to get into the game for fantasy football. You see someone do well and you're thinking that's the ticket to my success this year. I'm yeah. going all in on that guy. Yeah, you're absolutely right. <clears throat> and I think, you know, Dolan, uh, I'm sure Jake's got an opinion on kickers, but he's got Matt Gay, kickers for the Rams. Big advocate of LGBTQ. Thank you, Dolan. Very progressive. Thank you. All right, let's move to our next, our next matchup. <laughs> let's talk about Tommy and Derek. Derek was leading our league. He was 2-0. Tommy got the best of him, 118 to 102. A couple of second and third place guys in the league. Let's start with Derek. Tom Brady, father time, almost 30 points. He's currently the number one quarterback 
in fantasy, which is hard to believe. But the second guy he's got is the direct opposite. Christian McCaffrey, he's got to be like, what, 24? That kid can't stay healthy to save his life. I've been talking about this for years. Christian McCaffrey is a fragile China doll. How many years has he been in the league now? Five, five years-ish? Maybe, yeah. And he's played how many full seasons? Oh, man. Maybe one. Maybe that first year, maybe that second year, but I don't think since then he's had a healthy season. It's Ever tough. since he's been good. Yeah, I mean, he's the number one fantasy running back every season, and he gets hurt. And the best fantasy players are the ones that are available. He's a shooting star. He shines bright and then burns out yep. on a stretcher. He sure does. It's a tough spot. I mean, George Kittle, right? Kind of the opposite. He's been hurt. He's healthy the first couple games, put up 10 points. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, 15 points. Ooh, that Niners D, negative one points. That hurts. That hurts. What about Tommy's team? Led by Russell Wilson. Should have a lot of firepower, just based on some of the names. A couple of the best wideouts in the league. Yeah. Thoughts on Tommy's team? You know, you talked about this last week. Like, Tyreek Hill is matchup proof. You know, he'll score no matter what. And I was surprised he came out with 4.7 points at the end. Um, obviously, you can't backseat drive like Tommy's team, man. He left Herbert on the bench with 35 points, but it doesn't matter. Still took the dub. You know, I'm curious to see the outcome of Derek's team this year. He's always been that frustrating middle of the pack type guy, injury prone this year, changing the name seems to change his luck a little bit, but I mean, for his own sake, you know, he's pretty advanced in years. Who knows how many more years he has playing this league. Is he going to take the championship before he, you know, just things I think about. How many more years is this going to be the year? Dark. I don't know. Life expectancy is going down. He's up there. (laughs) Just as like a a general theme in the world or in the States? Or is is life expectancy down in Florida? Is that what you're saying? I think everywhere, but man, he's getting old. It's funny, I was listening to a, a podcast earlier today and they were talking about the Detroit Lions, um, how they've been terrible for years, right? And if if you're a 30-year-old now, like you've got to be crossing your fingers thinking like at least once in my lifetime, like maybe over the next 50, 60 years, they've got to be good, right? And you just cling to hope that in the next 50 or 60 years, the Detroit Lions like win a couple of playoff games. What a depressing franchise. But imagine, though, all of those years of cheering for them, finally when they make it and win, finally all of off. that pent-up fandom, oh, my gosh. Detroit's going to burn. Sort of like me and the Cowboys, you know, ever since I was a wee young lad cheering for them, from the womb even. All the way back Someday to 2014. Yeah, when was the last Super Bowl appearance? Wasn't that like 96 or something? I remember it like it was yesterday. Back I think in I was like two. 96 or something. 
you know what? We're just going to look it up because this is important. And I think Alex needs to hear this, especially. Because you think he forgot too? 1996 was the last, last one. Super Bowl appearance. Did they win in 96? I have no idea. It looks like 27-17 Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't know if that means Pittsburgh Steelers won. Oh, here is the answer. Yeah, that was their last Super Bowl win. 96 as well. The Cowboys won in 96. Yes. All downhill from then. And kind of like quite downhill. God, that's almost 30 years ago. No, not quite. The math checks out. 24 for 25. Perfect timing for a comeback this season. They did pretty well Monday night, right, Gabe? I mean, you're playing the Eagles. That's like playing the kids that come to school in the short bus and then thinking that you guys are like the badass varsity team sort of yeah. like playing dan and fantasy right vince <laughs> it's like de la salle versus bishop sycamore oh yeah <laughs> oh man yes it's just like playing dan all right i think we got one more matchup cash these hands by not too shabby Ever since Jake named his team not too shabby, he has been very poor, one and two, the loss to Brooks. But Jake reloaded this past week, picked up Patrick Mahomes, Mike Davis, Kareem Hunt, didn't start Kareem Hunt, and that ultimately led to his demise. Thoughts on Jake's team or his loss that he took to Brooks? Was this the first week of play after his big trade with Dolan? Yep. How did that work out for each of them? I didn't look. Um, I mean, Dolan seemed to have a great weekend, but in terms of Jake. Dolan had a great week. So Jake's problem was Patrick Mahomes put up 25 points, which was expected. Mike Davis put up seven. We were expecting 10. Hawkinson had, I guess he drafted Hawkinson, but the big miss here, Dan, Cream Hunt put up 21 and a half points on Jake's bench. On the bench. And that was the that was the difference maker. Right? If he had swapped out Mike Davis or any of these guys in his flex, he even has Hollywood Brown, the guy that can't catch, you know, three gimme touchdowns. Um, he would have had the W. So tough sledding for Jake. I think he won the trade, but he lost the weekend. Yeah, he was fortunate. I mean, well, I guess he still lost. I, I should say Tommy or Brooks was fortunate. There we go. I'm getting to the right person. Brooks was fortunate, man. He didn't cross the 100 mark, but still got lucked, lucked out. Same thing I did last week against Dan. Thanks, bro. Brutal. Trotting out Odell Beckham Jr. Gosh, that guy's got to be the most overrated whiteout in, in the world. It was so good a couple years ago. I, was he? I mean, he's only good because he caught that one ball. Well, with see, one yeah, hand he's got the time. branding of the catch. He's got see? the freeze frame seared yes. in our memory. Right. And that's why when people draft him, they're like, oh, he's going to be legit. He's like the Harlem Globetrotters, bro. It's all show, but they're not actually good enough to play in the league. Uh, that's Odell Damn. Beckham. Plus, dude, he's a Cleveland Brown. Like, that team's going to be ass sooner or later. Let's just be honest. Yeah. And notice no one's starting Baker Mayfield. How do you feel about that? Interesting. If he gave it was so damn good, you think somebody would start him. 
or at least have them on their bench. Does anybody even have them there? I think he's available. I think he's a waiver, a waiver warrior. You know, it's yep. funny. And when I drafted Josh Allen in my head, I was thinking Baker Mayfield. <laughs> and I was like, sweet, that's a fun guy to watch. This will be cool. And then when I realized he was not Baker Mayfield, he was Josh Allen. I was like, no, oh, okay. He almost screwed up there. Yeah. If that's the case and you still thought he was Baker Mayfield going into last week, it, it makes sense why he was on the bench. <laughs> oh, An average man. of 18. <laughs> Let's turn our attention to week four. Week four is upon us. Who should start us off? Which matchup should we talk about? Let's look at Dolan. Who's he playing this week? Playing Tommy, it looks like. Yep. Currently, Dolan is favored by four and a half. A matchup of the first place team versus Tommy's third place team. <clears throat> We've got some loaded lineups here. Yeah, it's interesting you start with this one, Dan. I, I honestly think this is the game of the week. Honestly, the predictions are 114 and 118. I think both of these teams can surpass that. I mean, you look at Tommy's Metcalf, Hill, Chubb, any of these dudes can just flip a switch and then score 20 points plus easily. And then you, on the flip side, you have Derek Henry, Dak Prescott, Devontae Adams. Same thing, man. Flip a switch, turn it on. I think if even just a couple of these guys hit, these, this is there's a good chance either of these guys could outscore everybody else in the league and still lose. Ooh, I like that. I like that a lot. Derrick Henry is certainly going to put up some points. I mean, I look at the skill position players. Let's say like Dak and Russell are toss-ups, right? Derrick Henry and Antonio Gibson versus DeAndre Swift or Nick Chubb. Probably leaning towards Dolan here. Look at wideouts. Devontae Adams, Jamar Chase, or Tyreek Hill, DK Metcalf. Like, I know history is maybe not on the side. And when I say history, like the last three games, I'm still leaning towards Tyreek Hill and DK. All right, so I give that one to Tommy. I think the the tight end situation, uh, if Gronk's healthy, I know he had a, a rib injury coming out of this last game. It is a big game against the Patriots. You know, maybe a little bit of redemption. Um, and then when it gets to his flex players, uh, Mike Williams has been like an unreal wideout. I think C.D. Lamb, Cordell Patterson, uh, kind of tier two guys. I mean, I think I think it's probably Dolan, um, as long as Tyreek Hill and D.K. Metcalf don't go off and put up twenty each. Dan, it looks like you're thinking. I think this is one of those fantasy football magic moments where it could just be what seems likely with Dolan winning or his team could take a dump. Tommy's team could go berserk. So what are we rooting for? Dolan to take a dump. Yeah. Go Tommy. The underdog. The underdog. The four and a half point underdog. I'm with you there. I think Tommy takes the W. He needs a couple things to go his way. But I'm giving it to Tommy. Lock it in, baby. I second that. Third that. All right. Three for three. You're going down, Dolan. Next up, Dan Apgar's 
troll time. What a cute little emoji. Versus Healthy AF. Speaking of Healthy AF, it is led by Kirk Cousins, anti-vaxxer. Is he Healthy AF? Healthy for now, I guess. Yep, until he gets it and dies. I'm just kidding. He'll be okay. The vaccine or we the don't re- virus? <laughs> <laughs> Depends who you ask. Yeah, it's a coin flip. Who knows? All I'm right. That by starting all of the no-brainer players, then I will have a phenomenal week and blow them out of the water. The no-brainer players. So let, let's talk about that. Who you got? Well, who number one, brainers. Allen. Allen's in against the Texans. That seems like a no-brainer. I'm hoping that my high scores will be Allen, Cup, and then oh shoot, who was that that I had on my bench? Was Zeke. it Moss. Oh yeah, Zeke Moss. You got a I'm few hoping guys. that Moss does well again. He did all right. You got Cooper Cup. You got Terry McLaurin, who I had last year and loved. He's off to a little bit of a slow start, uh, but he's certainly the number one guy in Washington. Um. I kind of like your team this week. Sterling Shepard is a Q, which stands for questionable Dan Dance. Make sure you check that out prior to yeah, kickoff. Don't worry about him. And then on DFRAN's side, we've got Aaron Jones, Chris Carson, DeAndre Hopkins, who's always due to go off with Kyler Murray. Gosh. I think we talked about this at the beginning of the season. Matt DeFrancisco's team does not look does not look good. And he's one and two as well, right? He's one and two. Potentially soon to be one and three. And if you're one and three, this is a big week for you, Dan. If you're one and three, time to panic? Time to start getting Claire's coupons. I mean, you were ready last week. I was impressed. I was in panic mode until the clouds parted and then Alex's face came out like Mufasa and he's like, Simba, trade me anything for these two players. And then it worked out. But I don't know. I'm feeling confident going into this week, looking at Matt's team, Francisco's team, especially with playing the right players for me this week. I'm feeling good about it. This is a great week for you to bounce back, man. Good confidence builder. You know, from here, even if the team doesn't score a ton and you still take the W, you feel good. <laughs> Now, now there's, I'm all one for thing, this. there's one thing I want to say. We haven't even talked about this. I think all three of us are giving you the win, Dan, but you are currently a six-point underdog. Right. Yeah. I don't I know, know why. I just look at, Matt, at Matt's team, and I'm like, meh. Meh. I don't know. I might stream another defense. I don't know how I feel about the Raiders, but I have Raiders yet to decide that. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean – the Chargers are playing the Raiders. AFC West matchup. Chargers are legit. You may want to think about it. Now, is Josh Jacobs still injured? Is that still the case? It's a good question. If so, I mean, that Kenyon Drake stock still going up, man. That's He's one of those guys that you just – you never really know what's going on. But if Jacobs is hurt, that's a great start. Could Although Peyton Barber got a lot of carries this past weekend. That's true. And surprising. Yeah, very surprising. All right. I think we're all giving it to you, Dan. Holler. Go, Dan, go. Don't embarrass us. Don't embarrass us. All right. Next up, 
We've got seven out of 10 at best. He's currently fifth in the league versus Cash These Hands, who's fourth. Gabe, this is your team versus Brooks. You are currently favored by 13 and a half. How are you feeling? I'm feeling neutral, man. This is one of those ones. We've kind of hit on this already in the recap. Like David Montgomery being in Chicago, like, is he going to hit? Miles Gaskin, is he going to hit? There's a lot of things that, like, any given day, my team could probably end up scoring 60 points. Um, The inverse is, hey, if everybody plays to their potential and what they should be doing, upper end of the spectrum. Um, because this is at the end of the day, a spectrum. Now keep in mind that fantasy football is a one week at a time game. You just got to stack W's, right? So when I think, when I look at your matchup, like, yeah, maybe you don't have the staying power on your team to like compete for a championship, but can you get this W and stay out of the bottom? Right. And that's what I think about you are very much favored. And I think I go back to what Dan was talking about earlier. Like you, you look at all these big names and you're like, God, Travis Kelsey, Odell, Lamar, you know, Calvin, like Chris got all these guys seemingly could just go off any game. And I think it's my, I think it's my brain being dumb and thinking like these guys should be really, really good all the time. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they are. Right, like it's I the don't girly know. effect that we've had over the years. Yeah, guys, not even in the league. Yeah, I mean, if you think girly, you think of uh, Le'Veon Bell. Is did Le'Veon Bell? He's still in the practice squad for the Ravens, I think. Like, yeah, so I don't weird. even think he got lifted to the real team. Like, if we're going, you know, our memory for football is very short because it happens so quickly in the year, and then bam, it's the next year, and then we think, damn, that Odell Beckham, uh, he can pick up two hundred yards fast or even going back a little bit Lamar Jackson he's been kind of just an average quarterback but we think back to a couple years ago when he's every single play he's picking up 180 yards at the end of the game on his legs so it's one of those shock values I don't know man some dudes are the real deal Travis Kelsey obviously the real deal but all these other guys I wonder how much you exactly to your point is just the name value that we're looking at and dang damn what a team yeah, I think this is the get over 100 <laughs> points this week, right? If you get over 100 points, you win. Um, I think one of you are going to have a tough time. And it gave to your point, it could be like 105 to 70, right, in your favor, right? I think both of these teams have very like drastic swings where you could have like a really big week or a really tough week. Like if Kelsey Godwin don't have good weeks, like Brooks, Brooks in hot water. And I think it's the same case on your end, right? If Jalen Hurts, Dalvin Cook, if he's back, Austin Eckler, if some of these guys don't have really big weeks, you could be on that end as well. So I, I'm giving you the win. I think it's the race to 100. Um, and I think it's going to be a bit closer than 13 and a half. Dan, what you feeling, brother? I think Gabe's going to roll some good dice here and the players are going to pop off. Ooh. I like that. Let's go. How many is he winning by? I'm going to say nine. Nine feels good. Nine feels good. Gable Very take mathematical. That Thank you, guys. I'll take that. All right. Next up, we've got 
my ball Zacherts and mere mortals. Now we talked a little bit about Matt D. Francisco panicking at one and three, or maybe yourself, Dan. Alex is at one and two, but his team's looking pretty good. He's currently favored by eight and a half versus Derek's mere mortals, as I mentioned. The only kind of upside or advantage, if you look at the comparisons that Derek has, is Tom Brady against his New England Patriots and Joe Mixon against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Every other matchup is favored towards Alex. Initial thoughts on a couple of these squads here. Yeah, man. I This, to me, is the battle of the running backs I'm not quite sold on. Like um, but, you, you, I mean, you look at Alex's team. You go from Najee Harris, who's played three games, who knows, Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor, same situation, not three games, but we still don't understand what his potential is. Elijah Mitchell and then Saquon Barkley, is he still hurt? Versus Joe Mixon, which Vince, I think we're on the same train, man. We, we can't trust the dude, but he still puts up points. I like to think our doubt is stronger than his willpower. Uh, Melvin Gordon, obviously an incredible running back, but they also want to get that other guy more touches. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, pretty solid, not out of this world. And Naeem Hines, like there, there's a ton of running backs in this game that aren't these out of this world running backs, but just ones that are still proving themselves in the season. So I, th- I think a lot of this matchup just comes down to whose running backs actually show up. I think that's fair, right? Um, so I guess which team do you think has the running backs that show up? Is Elijah Mitchell even playing? I mean, there's there's certainly some question marks on Alex's side of the ball. Yeah, I don't know. As a 49ers fan, you'd have to tell me. Is Elijah Mitchell playing? Is George Kittle playing? Another outstanding cue. Who knows? The Niner backfield. It's always a mystery, but always seems to be very productive. Dan, Dan, how you feeling? Tom Brady, the most beautiful man in the NFL. is currently the number one rated quarterback. Does he carry Derek to a W in week four? I'm calling Derek this week. <clears throat> like on the phone? Yes, to congratulate him on his win. Damn. I think Derek. he's going to do it. I don't he's know. I think Saquon has had a little blip of working really hard, but I don't think he his injury is all the way there. I don't think he can sustain last week. So I would anticipate he dips back down. And Taylor, I don't know. I think he's still simmering. I don't think he's going to pop off and flare up yet. So I think Alex is going to have another mediocre week. I think Derek's going to take it. That would make by 11. Alex one in three. Alex would be in a very bad spot. Ultimate panic mode. Um, I'm looking through Derek's team, right? He needs some some good things to happen here. Tom Brady obviously needs to have a huge revenge game against his Pats. Amari Cooper, Debo, Debo, Debo Samuel need to get involved. And then Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I mean, he was one of the top drafted running backs last season. Um, I remember Derek saying he wasn't that excited about picking him this year. Um, where did he grab him? 26 overall in the third round. Pretty good value, but only put up one touchdown so far this season, only averaging about, gosh, three yards a carry. He's getting good. He's getting good carries, 14, 13, 17 carries. 
but he's just not that RB1 guy that you're typically looking for. And I think the challenge that you come across is when you have four or five running backs, like are any of them really RB1, right? You got to stack a couple of them to get that same value. And that's really, really tough. And we'll actually talk about that a little bit on my team. But um, I think Derek needs a few of his running backs to really pop off uh, or could get a little ugly early. I'm actually going to give the W to Alex. I think he uh, gets to two and two, drops Derek to two and two. At the end of this week, we're going to have, you know, seven guys at two and two. Jeez. (laughs) All right. Last but not least, we've got the greatest show on paper, my team, versus Jake's not too shabby. Currently seventh and eighth place position. We are currently projected to tie 107.1 to 107.1. I can hardly believe it. I'm rolling with Kyler Murray, the number two quarterback in the league, Alvin Kamara, Zach Moss's counterpart in Devin Singletary, a couple of wide receivers that really need to get it going. Um, And then I've got pretty small depth. Jake certainly has the advantage kind of across the team. He's got Patrick Mahomes, Adam Thielen, Stephon Diggs. Initial thoughts. I'm scared, but initial thoughts. You're coming off a week with pretty low score there, Vince. I've got a shot at dropping a one and three. Yeah. So I don't even know if Jake's team needs to have an astronomical performance. He might just need to meet his projection. How dare you? You think it's a race to 100? God, I hate those. What was your total? Like, I had 93 last week. Okay. You had 98. But still, you were projected at what, like 112 or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like 14 sure. points below projection. Yeah, I think this is another one of those like race to 100, right? Um, I feel good about my QB situation. I think Kyler Murray uh, is going to be in a bit of a shootout against the Rams. Um, Calvin, Alvin Kamara's usage is just so infuriating. Um you know, they've got a, a new QB that throws the ball down the field. He doesn't get a lot of dump offs like he did um, uh, last season with that one guy. I can't remember his name. Who the hell is the quarterback for the True Breeze. True Breeze. Um, Where were you referring to Taysom Hill? Well, it's funny you bring up Taysom Hill. Not only is he a touchdown vulture, he is so poorly utilized by Sean Payton. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Right. Like you pay him all this money in the offseason and you use him as a glorified fullback. And every time he gets the ball, it's like a QB option power. Like, like, why don't you let him throw it or like mix in something? Like, it's just guaranteed to be he's just a use check. Delayed run. Yeah. He's just a, a highly, highly paid fullback. I don't get it. It just seems so bizarre they would use Taysom Hill that way. Yeah, man, but, you know, the dude didn't fumble the bag. He making all that money to sit on the bench most of a game is not a bad life. No, he's like a relief pitcher. It's great. I'm just jealous. He's just packing that 401k, 6,000 <laughs> at a time. He'll be set for life. Saints oh, organizations fun. matching 50%. Yeah. Put so much money in that HSA. <laughs> Oh, I hope I don't, you know, need all this when I get hurt. 
All right. So yeah, I mean, I'm in a, I'm in a tough position. What do you guys think of Jake's team? Patrick Mahomes, Cream Hunt, a couple of good wideouts. Um, I'm not that stoked on Jake's team, but I'm also not that stoked on mine. So thoughts. You know, you guys have, Oh, go ahead for it. I'm giving Jake a dirty win, a dirty Dan win. I think he's going to win with like 98. Oh, gross. I'll jump on that train, but I think Jake will win with 92 points versus 88. Oh, and here's why, man. (laughs) I love Kyler Murray. I love Patrick Mahomes, man. Those guys are both going to tear it up. The shootout in with the Rams versus the shitty Eagles secondary. Um, we're going to see a lot of cool stuff happening, but then you jump down to all this stuff like TJ Hawkinson, he started the year super hot, but then, uh, Jared Goff realizes, Oh, I actually have pretty cool targets that aren't TJ Hawkinson, Mark Andrews too. He's obviously lobbing them at Marquise Brown, who we've already brought up. Can't catch him. He'll drop three touchdown passes. I, I just feel like there's more of that this week. I think Lockett could have a good game as he tends to when DK doesn't. Stefan Diggs could have a great game on the flip side. It just, there's only two or three names I feel like on each team that are really going to bring in the points. And so I, I'm on Dan's side for this one. It's just going to be a low scoring. The winner won't break 100. Dirty, dirty win. I mean, I would love for it to be me. But you, you guys. I just don't want Who are you calling this? I think I'm going to win 101 to 93. Did you give yourself that extra two points so you're breaking 100? Yep. Okay. Sure did. What a mess. This is really going to shake up the league. I'm going to be potentially at the bottom with, I think we said Alex. D. Francisco. D. Francisco. Yikes. Yikes, yikes, yikes. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. If you come in last, are you going belly button, ears, or nipples? If I do nipples, is it just for a day? It's. We need to vote on the length of time for nipples. (laughs) I say like 15 Uh, days. (laughs) I'd probably go ears. I really don't want an infected belly button. Don't want that at all. We'll see what happens. I sweat a lot, and I think that would make a real big mess. Oh, that's true. Can we cut that time down all the way for like a Prince Albert? Did give me that down to like three days? Oh. And pee like a sprinkler? I don't don't know. I'm going to be honest. I don't really know how that works at this point. I'm kind of scared to Google it. I had a buddy in high school who did that to himself. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lordy. With like a needle and lemon. Oh. Yeah. And bravery. Trap style and bravery. Sounds more like a prison exercise. (laughs) He did. And I don't know what it did to his pee, but maybe, maybe, Gabe, you can let us know how it works. Hey, we'll find out, dude. Text him. Find out how bad it was. Yeah. Can we have him on the podcast? Hey, you hey mind guy, I haven't off? talked to you in 15 years. Do you want to go on my fantasy football podcast to talk about your wiener? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's very on brand, actually. I think this could work. 
Yeah, I mean, you could be like, we've had other professionals come on the pod, such as yourself, talking about mental health. We've had yeah. someone come on and talk about removing body hair. We have a lot of experts on this podcast. We need a wiener expert. We need a wiener expert. Wow. Absolute wow. Well, we've gone over all the matchups, right? We've covered all the matchups. We've covered week three. What's, what's top of mind for you? Okay, here's my question for you two. As of right now, who do you think is getting the junk? And who do you think is getting the booty? Think fast. Want me to go first? Do it. Alex is getting the junk. Tommy's getting the booty. Oh, wow. All right, Gabe, what about you? I'm putting Matt DeFranny with the junk, and I'm putting, unfortunately, Matt Dolan with the booty. Come on. Uh, That's some BS. Can't let him win again. I, I don't want to, bro. It's not like I have a choice here. This is, I'm just telling you what's going to happen. Like, I'm <laughs> foreseeing it. <laughs> Makes me oh. sick. Especially for the guy that said he was going to have a, ter- he had a terrible draft, made everyone feel bad for him. You know, it's just that type. I mean, what's that? I wish it asked Dan. What condition is that? Where seasonal affective disorder. Yeah, that shit. Seasonal affective dad. Sad. 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 Singles awareness day. Less vitamin D, less light. You just get kind of sad. All you have is your pumpkin spice latte and Netflix. Sounds like a great weekend. I'm going to be honest. That sounds incredible right now. That's the only point of like hitting September, October, man. That's the, that's the pumpkin bright spice spot. lattes and football. Pumpkin beverages, pumpkin beers. It is a, a nice time of year. All right, here's my projection. I'm thinking Matt D. Francisco for the junk. And I'm thinking Derek surprises us and wins it this year with the booty. What? The Little brother spread. D. Franc- <laughs> Hot. <laughs> We're all just one big D. Francisco sandwich this year. God, we got to have his dad on the podcast or his mom, which whoever wants to come on. That'd be epic. Yeah, we'll get them both. Should be a piece of cake. I would love it to be one of the firefighters who gets the junk because you know they'll get so much shit from their firefighter buddies. That would be the best. See, I could just sit in my office with the door closed, hiding a belly button ring under my dumbass button up shirts and khakis. No one would know, except you guys who keep asking me for pics, and I'll send you belly pics. But I'm not a firefighter who's constantly having to take my clothes off for calendar shoots and sliding down poles like those guys. It's true. I forgot their job requires a decent amount of pole work. Yeah, they have one installed at work. Is that now the poles at the firehouse? Maybe we should ask this to the firefighters. Are they the ones that have that can spin with they you, have, or they are they bedazzled? Fixed? They're bedazzled. So, <laughs> are you? If they're bedazzled, are you still able to slide down pretty well? Is the fog machine at the bottom or the top? Like, does it descend <laughs> or fill the floor? That would be a great question for a firefighter. They know which direction smoke goes. That's true, and I'm assuming both roof lasers and floor lasers. Um, that way they can get the right, right, whatever, right. Yeah, cross. right. Yeah. yeah, they don't want their streams to cross. <laughs> it's got to be well lit though, top and bottom. So I'm sure we, you know what? Uh, we need a firefighter to answer this shit. There's no way we'll know. 
which you can imagine. They don't have to imagine they're there for it. Oh, my face hurts. Good times. Well, shall we? This was a pleasure as always, boys. Week four in the books. I look forward to running back in week five. Dan, Gabe, a pleasure as always to both of you. Stick around for JKK with Jake Wolf and Justin Tucker's 66-yard field goal. It's beautiful, Vince. That was a beautiful outro. I told you guys to be ready for this. Are you ready? This week, we saw something that the likes of us will never see again. It's like when the Cleveland Cavaliers won the NBA championship. Or like when the Chicago Cubs broke their 100-year curse. Or possibly Derek winning the booty for reals. If it happens, we will never see it again. We are in the era of kicking greatness. So pull up a snack, because that's the best way to hear about legends. That's right, we're talking about the legend, Justin Tucker, making a 66-yard field goal. He freaking kicked it from past half-field, bounced off the base of the crossbar, and it went in. Holy crap. I'm sure the Lions fans started to breathe a sigh of relief when they saw it hit the bar, and then they started to cry when it didn't. John Harbaugh has got some balls of steel to make a call like that. We all know what happened to Alabama when they tried to do something like that, and then the kicker never went pro. So Justin Tucker has made some game winners in his time, but nothing like this. He... I think he's got Viking heritage because he's got ice-cold blood running through him. He is the NFL's most accurate kicker. And leading up to the kick, he had made 49 field goals in a row. And then this gym capped it off at 50. I think that's pretty awesome. That is a memorable kick. You will always remember the number 50. Like your 50th wedding anniversary. Or the 50th anniversary of this league. Fun fact... This league will reach its 50th before I reach that wedding anniversary for myself. So in other words, this league has more game than I do. <laughs> so do you guys know who held the longest kicking record before the bi- this big whammy? It was Matt Prater, who got my salute Ching after week two performance. He nailed some big hits. Matt Prater nailed a 64-yarder at the end of a half when he was playing for the Broncos in 2013. And you know what kind of sucked for this guy on Sunday? Well, he got his butt handed to him. He was trying to outdo himself and secure a 68-yard field goal. He must have heard something about about uh, Justin Tucker doing his, and he said, I'm going to outdo this guy. So he tried a 68-yarder at the end of the half. Well, Jamal Agnew of the Jaguars returned for 109 yards for a touchdown. So that kind of sucks. And then Justin Tucker hits his 66-yarder, having the new record for longest field goal, putting poor Matt Prater at second place. That has got to hurt. 
So while we're at it, let's rub some salt in a wound. Isn't that right, Derek? Who lost CMC this week and his brother picked picked up the backup, Chubba Hubbard, off the waiver wire. If you guys all recall, I actually drafted Chubba Hubbard. And you guys all said, who the heck is that guy? And you laughed at me. And we're only three weeks in and CMC is already injured. That was bound to happen. Of course, I was the idiot who dropped him off of my pretty stacked roster at the time. So, whatever. So, even though Matt Prater's kick got returned for a touchdown, the Cardinals still got the W on the day. And that's not saying much, though, because they're playing the Jags. Ultimate respect for Urban Meyer, but they are not looking good. So, does this mean that Derek could still pull off a season victory because Matt Prater got the win? I guess only time will tell. Speaking of wins, a big shout out to my man Brooks Lively for keeping a class act when he beat me this week, even though I gave him the trash talking of his life. (laughs) Check the records. It was there. Until next time, my awesome mission companion friend, I look forward to another battle. And so, I'll leave you with the greatest moment in NFL this season. Justin's kick, to whom even the announcers said it was one of the most amazing things they've ever seen. There you have it. What a kick. And it was. Holy crap. So remember to kick them high and kick them deep. So you can doink it off the bar and get the win. <laughs>